Hey guys, it's Bradley from the Insurance Guys Podcast. We have a very, very, very special treat for you today. This is the lost episode of myself, Scott Howell, and the one and only Chris Paradiso from when Scott and I visited Chris at his office in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. It is a lost episode. It got it got lost in translation somewhere. We found it. We put it out there for you guys. Hope you enjoy. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host, and our mission on this podcast is to do anything that we can for you agents out there to help you in your business, to help you become successful, whether that's in sales, learning new tricks of the trade, talking about processes and systems. We are proud to have you on and again, my name is Scott Howell, and I am the agency owner of I Protect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started, please let me introduce first team All-American, five-star rivals recruit. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a fantastic insurance agent and a better person. I give you the incomparable Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing fan-super-tastic. I am fired up about this episode today. Tell everybody where we're at, Scott. Guys, we are in Stratton, Connecticut. Stafford Springs. Stafford Springs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stafford Springs. This has been a long month for me, guys. I going to say Scranton. Just Scranton. <laughs> I think it's Jackson that got in the way. Stafford Springs, Connecticut. We are uh, not far from Hartford, Connecticut. Bradley and I have traveled all the way from the great state of Alabama up here to Connecticut to spend a few days with our friend and mentor, Mr. Chris Paradiso, who you guys remember from episode 11. If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode. It is the best episode we have done. Stop this episode and go listen to that episode (laughs) before you listen to this episode. But guys, uh, we've had a chance to spend a couple of days up here with Chris in his office and just going through systems and processes. Chris is the owner of Paradiso Insurance uh, and Financial Services up here and runs probably one of the best shops in the country, and I don't say that lightly. I have been blown away just in the time that I've been up here and been able to spend time with him. And not only does he have a fantastic insurance agent that is a well-oiled machine, but he is even a better person, which actually blows my mind. So I've enjoyed not only being here and learning, but also, you know, developing our friendship as well. That means that means a lot. Appreciate you guys coming. So, guys, I give you the other incomparable Chris Paradiso. How you doing, Chris? (laughs) Thanks, brother. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, So let's talk a little bit before we get into this episode and really the nuts and bolts of why Bradley and I were here. And I'm going to share some real, real honest things that I want to talk about, but before we do that, I want to talk about the Agent 2021 Conference with my man, Gary Vaynerchuk. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us about the experience, what you thought about it, and just kind of an overall overview of it. Well, can't say enough. If you're a Gary V fan, 
Um, you absolutely loved it. If you're not a Gary Vee fan, you probably didn't like it. Right. I mean, he was typical Gary Vee. He swore. you got to get past that um, right. to get his message. Right. Uh, sometimes that's not easy. But I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. I, I would love for him to swear a little less. He right. doesn't. That's who he is, so you deal with it. Absolutely amazing experience. Learned a tremendous amount. Um, yes, he had me as a speaker, but I learned way more than I was able to give. Right. And, uh, the message there uh, during our time, it was a very simple message. He spent an hour leading the way, and his message was really telling the insurance base, stop spending money on nicer, fancier cars, stop spending money on a bigger house, stop spending money on making your uh, office look like a palace. He was all about spending money on marketing mm. and uh, focus your, your message and relay it through the social and digital world and then let the rest take place. So Absolutely. if you're spending money, uh, and he was pretty adamant to say, you're going to stop spending money on yourself, start spending money reinvesting back in your business through marketing. And that was his main message. It really wasn't, he didn't get into Facebook and say, hey, you know, he didn't really get into strategy. Mm -hmm. He really got into the message of stop thinking of yourself and start thinking of your marketing. Mm -hmm. So the composition of the people that were up there, or down there, excuse me, in Miami, I know there was real estate professionals, there was insurance professionals. What travel was that? Agents, travel, travel agents. agents. Yeah. What was that demographic and that makeup like of percentage-wise? Who was there? Uh, I would say, um, basically, it was probably 25% insurance and then maybe 30 and then the 70% was split in the other arenas. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing is, is I guess going into it, I didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. on age bracket, but mm -hmm. the age bracket of the insurance agent right. was significantly less than going to and speaking at a big eye event or a PIA conference event. Is that encouraging? It, it's encouraging, I guess, to an extent, but I would love to see... Some older guys. I'd like to see some of the older generation mm -hmm. also be involved for one reason, and one reason only is, is that I believe one of the biggest industry issues we have is really merging and marrying the younger generation and their marketing techniques and how they do business versus the older generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And an interesting topic that we talked about at dinner last night is how we, and I say we because I'd like to, and you and I would like to be in the younger, right. we as in closer towards millennial age, right? Exactly. In the 60, 65. Sorry, Watch. guys. <laughs> Brad, Bradley's there and, right. and we're jealous, but right. getting that 25, 28, 30, 32, 35 year old agency owner, and even if they're not an agency owner, mm -hmm. a successful agent, and being able to marry them with the, with the older generation because the older generation, really, we have a lot to learn from. Mm -hmm. And I've been to several events in the last 12 months and what discourages me and makes me really upset is you hear some of the younger generation talk about how dinosauric they are mm -hmm. and how they do business and, and get really negative. I would tell them, get positive with them because they were super successful. There's a lot to learn. They may not be able to teach you today's techniques of mm -hmm. social and digital marketing, which is mostly a fact. But what they can teach you is process, procedures. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to running an agency than just marketing. I love marketing. Yeah. I'll talk mm -hmm. marketing all day. Us but at well. the end of the day, you guys spent a day and a half here. You're going to, by the end of it, two days. And you know, we did not, we've spent 70% of our time on processes and procedures and right. running a business more than marketing. And mm -hmm. that doesn't usually happen. Most people come and visit me and they mm -hmm. want to talk marketing, marketing. Let's talk about Google Plus, Pinterest. Right. Um, what are you doing uh, converting on your website? Mm -hmm. Why do you have response IQ? How does it work? The chat bot, we went into that a little bit. But mm -hmm. we really did not spend the 
multiple of our time, mm-hmm. we talked about culture. Mm-hmm. We talked about running an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we could get those two together, I think we could make the industry better. I agree. And um, I really think and we need to open our minds on both sides. Let, let's be honest with that older generation. There is a reason that they are still there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And why they've been so successful. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to respect the fact that a lot of those guys have been uber successful. And I think, I think Chris is right. I think it has to be a blend of how they've done business and how things have changed. And, and you, and I will say probably more than any insurance agent I've ever met, you have done a fantastic job of blending the old school with the new school in your agency. I will say that. that's really, that's that really what well. you've done. I appreciate that because the most important thing is you see where I live. I right. live old school, man. Right, right, you're, right. You're looking out a window right now and right. you're looking at a mill that's 200 oh, years old. Absolutely. Right? I do not live in New York City where everything can be super uber techie, right? right? That's not who we are out here. Yeah. And and. And I appreciate that's the best comment I because I am really old school. And that's, that's I love the, new school technology, right? But I really like to do business the old school way. That's yeah. one thing that surprised me. I told Scott, I said, you know, the office is it's it is that good blend of old school and new school, and I really really like that because honestly, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting a little more techie because you seem People like a techie at, person, yeah. but we're really not. It, yeah. You know, everything we talked about when twelve the th- promises mm-hmm. to our brand is mm-hmm. all we're trying to do is we're trying to communicate and and. And connect with people. That's mm-hmm. all we're trying to do. If 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 we were super techie here in Stafford mm-hmm. Springs, and mm-hmm. the average person that walked in would be blown out of the water because that's not what we are. We're very old school. There's a lot of mill workers. Yeah. That's how we are. That doesn't mean that's what we're insuring when we're on the other side of the state. But right. here in our community, mm-hmm. this is very old school, and you guys got the feel for that, which I appreciate. So, so the the blend of the old school and the new school is that more because of where you are located, or more mm-hmm. because of that's how what you want to do? Because if you were in Silicon Valley or New York, would your office, would you would you still try to do that? My office may look different, but my still, technique would be the mm-hmm. same. Because right. as right. much as I love social, I, I'm giving you guys print. Uh, I'm giving you calendars that we make, right? So that's the old-fashioned in me Mm -hmm. that I firmly believe that print Mm -hmm. still has a place. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think uh, stock photos, you know, everything I'm giving you, we make internally, right? I don't care if it's a calendar. We don't go to Ives and get the traditional traveler's Mm -hmm. old school. Mm -hmm. We brand everything. You know, I asked you guys yesterday, which I'm, you know... I look for excitement in people when I ask them this and really to get people talking, right? Mm -hmm. I asked you, do you see any plaques? Mm -hmm. And there's no carrier plaques in the office because, uh, and somebody old school would would argue that, somebody new school, you know, maybe against it. It, There's all different varieties. There's no Mm -hmm. plaques because we sell ourselves here. Mm -hmm. And I'm adamant about that, that people don't come in and buy travelers. They come in and buy Hillary, my office manager. Mm -hmm. They come in Mm -hmm. and buy Stephanie. Um, so we're very, very, very structured that way, and we have it there for a reason because we really want to sell ourselves. I right. hate when I see other agents using, no offense to to any company, but using the Serve Pro Post-it notes or the Serve Pro notebooks. Why not use your own? I don't disagree. Yeah, no you know? doubt. Why not hang your own Paradiso <laughs> insurance calendar? in your office and then when we're going out and doing video testimonials of some of our clients it's great to see those hanging mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. um, because people you know we're right next to the post office we bring hundreds of calendars let people take them free doesn't yeah. matter if they're a client or not mm-hmm. but you know what I am doing they're gonna I'm gonna be branding in front of them and be in front of them mm-hmm. every single day that they look at that calendar and that's really the message mm-hmm. right talk, talk a little bit about the last agent standing and, and sure. Paradiso Presents, because sure. I don't think we touched on that in episode 11. We didn't. That's okay. No. Uh, Paradiso Presents was created really to be able to give money back to charity. I had a lot of interest of people wanting to come to the office. Uh-huh. This very room held probably 50 
different conferences, and I say conferences, agencies that wanted to come over here. They flew in here from Omaha, Nebraska to California. And really, they just they really wanted to say, hey, how are you doing business digitally and socially? Mm-hmm. And that's really how Paradiso Presents started is really just telling the story of how we're trying to do business different. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just different. Um, and then what ended up happening was I decided I wanted to be able to take and be able to, to be able to print my own magazine. The reason why I wanted to print is, once again, we, we sell them and the money goes to charity, which is a near and dear to my heart. Uh, Journey Found, which my father founded and my sister is uh, intellectually disabled. So the money goes to Journey Found um, and it goes to an endowment for the betterment of keeping an organization to help sustain people who can't take care of themselves. So the magazine is really built and made that we were able to write about, which 70% is written by myself and my staff, my teammates. 30 to 35% is written by outside people such Mm -hmm. as Frank Setner, who uh, created Sajida and who's been in the industry for years, or agents, people like Jeff Roy, who's a broker out of Canada, really good guy. So yeah. we're, we're always looking for really agents that bring something that are different, want to write a good story. And, right. And, and it's a very professionally put together yeah. magazine. It's, it's, it's great. Appreciate that. Scott? So systems and processes. Guys, I'm about to get real, real with you. So uh, my, our mission on this podcast has always been to help you guys any way we can. I'm going to very quickly go sit through some things right now. First and foremost, let me just be real honest. I have been having issues with processes and systems in my office. I felt like, and I've always felt like, having mentors in the business that are better at what you do than you are and people who you can bounce ideas off of and just be real with is so important in this industry. And so the past two or three months, I could just feel feel that, that I really needed to go somewhere and work on systems and processes, and if nothing else, just through osmosis, come in and meet with somebody else's people and kind of figure out what are they doing that's different than what we're doing, how can we improve, and the, you know, I I tell people all the time, I am horrible at 98% of things, horrible, but I do feel like I have a very real sense of self-awareness about who I am and what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, and I'm very open to new ideas and new things. And so I came up here with an open mind, and I told Bradley on a, in a, on a video on the way here to this office, I said, <clears throat> I am going to treat this like a therapy session. I am going to get on the therapist's couch. I am going to lay down. I am going to be real and honest and open and really open my mind and my heart and try to learn as much as I can up here so that I can go back and implement some things in my office that could change and, and, you know, any small change could, could possibly turn things around or, or, or make things a lot better than what they are. So things that I learned up here, guys, and if I had three hours on this podcast, I would give you the full 850-page book of what I learned at the Paradiso Insurance Agency. But I don't. I don't have that time. So things I learned. We, we just talked about it. Old school and new school. The blend of both of those together community involvement and how important community involvement is, which I've always known, but I think just to see how Chris has taken that to the next level. As a practitioner. As a practitioner, not talking. Everybody can talk. As I say at the end of every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. So he takes that to the next level. Being in the office, 
my daddy has always told me, you got to see about your business. And he's in the office, is it six and a half days a week or seven? Seven. Seven. Seven days a week. I don't miss a day unless I'm on the road travel. And, And Chris is in the office every day. You can call it micromanaging or you can call it just seeing about his business but he does a very good job of having his hand and his, his finger on the trigger of knowing what is going on here, who is doing what, and really staying focused, laser beam focused on what they are doing here and what they are about. And I'm going to talk about that for just a second. It's a, it's a focus on making sure that people know and understand your culture. And I'm not talking about in the community, folks. I'm talking about in his agency. The employees that he has here are 1,000% committed and understand what the culture and what the what their mission is in this office. And if you don't buy in, you're probably not going to be here very long. No, you're not going to uh, make it. That's kind of the Nick Saban approach at Alabama. And, and, <clears throat> and I would agree with you, and I think that's why he is so successful. Exactly. You either buy in or you go do something else. Those are the things, from a 30,000-foot view of what I have seen since I've been here, I know that we talked a little bit about wanting to discuss overhiring. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to shut up for a second and let you tell us kind of what your thoughts are on this. But before he does, I do not want to hear one comment or one insurance agent on this podcast Make a comment that I don't agree with that. If you don't agree with that, fine. We all drive different vehicles for a reason. If you don't want to overhire, don't overhire. With that said, go ahead, Chris. I just I, I like to explain because when I say the word overhire, any entrepreneur is going right. to say that, that that that's a profit leak. Right. Profit leaks need to be shut down. You don't want a leaky faucet. It's costing money. But. What what I've what I've seen throughout the country since I've traveled and been able to speak to so many agents throughout the country is we all have the one same major issue, mm-hmm. and no matter what state I'm in, it's always the same issue. You know what that issue is? We can't find good, good enough people, people yeah. to hire. Right. We we just can't attract people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I will tell you I had the same issue. Right. But when we've when we've taken a big part of our brand, which we went over pretty mm-hmm. in depth yesterday. Um, and, and a little heated, which is great. I thought they were going to – here's Bradley Flowers right here. I thought they were going to throw us out of here, Scott. <laughs> I thought they, I thought we were getting thrown out. I, and and, and I will, I'll address that in a minute, but uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So so what I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to say, hey, how do I fix my major issue, mm-hmm. that my major issue is the same as your major issue right. and every other agent? How do I get to a place where I can have good, competent people – Great teammates. Right. And I had two approaches. The first approach is we need to showcase the culture socially mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. So you will see an awful, every single person's birthday, you will see pictures and I will spend money boosting. And a lot of people then question me, you're boosting a post of a birthday of one of your staff. Right. And yesterday we got in a little discussion, right? right. Well, it's not about Chris Paradiso and Paradiso Insurance. It's about them. Absolutely. Because when you call Paradiso Insurance, you're not... 99% of the time, they're not talking to Chris Perry, exactly. so they're talking to my teammates. Exactly. I spend money selling my teammates to the world, right. socially, and culture. The big part about the culture, as you can see, you're, you said, oh, geez, your new business personal lines manager, she's a beast. Mm-hmm. I would love to have her on my team. Mm-hmm. She's a pit bull, mm-hmm. she's, and, and, and she's very good. Mm-hmm. But we spend time identifying to making sure each person is laser-focused 
on what their job description is. Exactly. So job descriptions are explained and gone through a minimum of every six months, right. which I feel is very important. It sounds like a waste of time. It isn't. So let's now move on to the next step. The next step is overhiring. Overhiring uh, played a big role in our culture for one reason. If we overhire and, God forbid, we have a teammate that gets to become a poor sport or right. doesn't play well just with others. Fit. Just doesn't fit. We right. can make changes and not miss a beat. Right. So we believe, at least I believe, in running an organization. And I will tell you, I will not change. I will continue to be overstaffed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Overstaffed simply means, and we went over this yesterday because you said to me, uh, okay, how do you know when you're hiring the next person? Well, right. everybody in my agency, which I showed you, reports back to me of every duty, okay, right. that they've, every process that they've hit during a day in detail, right? right. You saw how long it is, and, right. it, and, it, and it is tedious. That's why we have three screens, right? Mm-hmm. But the key behind that is we then drop that, and we, we save all of that into a document because we want to make sure we know and understand how taxed are each and every one of our employees, First thing. Secondly is are, are licensed people doing unlicensed work? Right. That's a bad process and procedure right or there. Or vice we versa. Have, yes. We have to make changes, right? So it's detailed reports like that. Mm-hmm. But being overstaffed makes me way more profitable because last but not least, when I had people leave me and I wasn't overstaffed, we always took bumps backwards mm-hmm. in order to go forwards. We don't right. do that anymore. Right. So when I when we when we make this statement, I, I hope people listen and, and understand that there's more to it than just a, a profit leak. Right. Much yeah. more to it. Well, and, and I think, you know, it's hard to find that perfect balance of, okay, this is the perfect amount of employees. I'm not overstaffed. I'm not understaffed. That margin is that thin. Hmm. You know, a flat line always falls. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not overhiring, eventually, if you have the perfect amount of employees, eventually one of them's probably going to leave absolutely. or something's going to happen and you're going to fall. Exactly. I would say larger agencies may not admit it. But every and, I, and one of the tips I was hoping you guys were going to put out is that your takeaway is getting into and, and sitting down with at least two agencies per year. Right. Go and learn from. Well, people. I think that's a given. Yeah. yeah. Go and learn from people. I do it every year. I make it a point. There's got to be two agencies I'm going to visit. And and my number one question, as I told you, is mm-hmm. you need to ask them what did they fail at? What what did they what would mm-hmm. they change? Mm-hmm. What did you do wrong? Because everybody always wants to know everybody's successes, but right. the failures, there's much more learning opportunity from a failure than, than, than from successes. Absolutely. So with that being said. So to segue from that, tell us about Chris Paradiso's failures oof, and mistakes. We, uh, we've had many of them. Uh, we've had branding mistakes, um, which branding mistakes can, can come naturally or they can be placed there because... All depends if you have marketing staff. You know, did you train your marketing staff right? They're making posts for you. They, there's blunders that can happen, and they have mm-hmm. happened. Um, I will also tell you, everybody in the industry has made hiring mistakes. I don't think people realize uh, in the industry we talk about brand so much, and I mean, mm-hmm. I just I pound it, but I, people really just think of brand, and 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 they they don't think that there's really strategy behind it. There's huge strategy behind it. Other failures, I would tell you, is not investing soon enough into a marketing manager, not investing soon enough into technology. Don't wait. Don't. There's no perfect time. What I say is, there any? Is there ever a perfect time that you're financially ready to have a child? Right. Nobody has ever answered that. Yes. I, maybe Mark Zuckerberg, because right. he's worth right. a gazillion but dollars. If they, but, but if they do, they're lying. You're, you're right. Because we're never we're never ready. Right. We're, we're never mentally saying, "Oh, I have enough money. I'm ready to have a child." Whoever says that about marketing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and I'm hoping you guys leave here 
uh, understanding the importance of having a marketing budget. And I don't know if, if my team went over the marketing calendar being, being planned out for a month. Um, but the key of, of marketing budget, write down what your budget is. You can't grow without a marketing budget. Right. Impossible. And, 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 you know, I always say, if you don't have a marketing budget, how did you buy business cards? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some 25-year-olds, with them, I don't have them. Right. They don't need them today, right? right. Times have changed. But hopefully those are, those are some key mistakes that I've made. Going in depth, I could spend hours telling you how I would change the agency. One of the things I told you is make sure anybody uh, that's starting their own insurance agency today, do not be afraid to take a loan. Invest in, in yourself. Invest in your business. Yeah. Absolutely. So Bradley, what's your big takeaway from this thing? Two day, two days at Paradiso. What, what's your big takeaway? Um, I'm impressed with two things: the one, the blend of, of the old school and the new school. Um, I'm impressed with the uh, thing of where they texted you or emailed you everything they did at the end of the day just blew me away. The fact how every single thing here is so methodical and thought out. There's there's nothing, at least to my perception, and this is real kind of. 30,000 foot view, to my perception, there's nothing here that you haven't touched on. There's nothing here that you guys haven't thought of. Mm. Nothing can pop up here in a day, can it? That, that, that's, a, that's a surprise. Okay, no. we have not handled this. The, Every single layer of the onion is peeled back and then it's put back together and said, we're going to do it this way. And that's going to scare some people out there yeah. because you're yeah. 29 and he's a millennial and unfortunately we aren't. <laughs> yeah. And what last night was interesting, right? You right. said, do you micromanage? And my answer was yes and no. Right. Okay. To you, you you're seeing this stuff, and and I, you said something that surprised me because you're a millennial. I'm not knocking that. I'm saying I I would think that you would say, hey, Chris, you micro manage. It would be hard for me to work for you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, my outside producers love it because uh, if if one of your teammates is taking care of servicing, and you don't know about it, and something may go wrong. Well, in, in our case, they're always going to know about it yeah. Be- because mm-hmm. we are, quote unquote, micromanaging. I don't consider that micromanaging. And I, I really, from that segue, why we do all this was really to get into the one thing that I really wanted to stress was our agency's culture is not built around its teammates. It's not built around my staff or me. It's built around our customers. Right. Our culture is built for our customers who are our shareholders. Right? Write that down. Everybody listening and watching, write that down. That's gold right there, guys. And I hope you guys had the experience to be able to see. You know, yes, we do work good as a team, but at the end of the day, winning championships is taking care of customers, mm-hmm. and winning champions isn't writing new businesses. How are we taking care of those people? It's not all about new business. We talked a lot about that, right? Yeah. It's really focused. Real money in your foundation of your house is built on retention. Everybody wants to ask me socially, digitally, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing. Stop. Yeah. Let's talk about the house. The house is mm-hmm. the retention, which is absolutely key. That's one of my big takeaways, too, is, is, you know, I think in your position, I mean, obviously you guys have grown exponentially. You do write a lot of business. It would be easy for you to take that stance of new business, new business, new business. But you guys actually step back and say, OK, let's take care of what we have. And in turn, that will allow us to organically grow. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a big focus because I really believe that the people that we've already written, is where the path to our success is and how we're going to get that new business is really from from them. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys a story. I had a friend of mine that sold about 10 cellular phone uh, stores to a hedge fund out of Ireland, made millions of dollars. And I was eating lunch with him one day and I said, so I'm going to ask you a question. 
I said, you did a lot of marketing for a lot of days in the cell phone business. I said, tell me some secrets and things that worked for you. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, well, I'll tell you this. I spent millions of dollars in marketing and advertising. And if I had it to do over again, I would spend, I would spend double what I spent on my existing customers. Do you know who else said that at Agent 2021? Gary Vee. Gary Vaynerchuk. He admitted, openly admitted on stage saying, you know what, I looked myself in the mirror this year and in 2018, I believe in 2017 I did not spend enough money marketing my brand. And I was like, wow, and you're Gary Vee. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you how, know. How methodical on a scale of 1 to 100 do you think he is in terms of his brand on a daily basis? Oh, he's. And I, and I know the answer. He's. But, I don't know if anybody can be a hundred. It's like saying we're perfect, right? We're not perfect. We can try to be perfect, but he's the closest thing to it. He knows every step. He is calculated in everything he says. And a lot of people would probably say that's crazy, especially with his F-bombs. That's who he is, man. But his message is very, very... And he said something so interesting on stage. He says, you know, it's hard for me to ever make a mistake because my branding and what I'm telling and my stories are stories that have already happened. Mm-hmm. So it's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not like a weatherman. He says, I'm not a weatherman. There's a lot of marketing people that are weather people. Right. And weather people can be wrong. Right. But guys like me, it's pretty hard to be wrong. You know why? Because I'm talking about what happened yesterday, not right. what's happening tomorrow. Brilliant. The guy's mm-hmm. brilliant. Brilliant marketing. Did you get to conversate with him at all? Yeah, we were fooling around in the sense of trying, I was trying to get a selfie with him, and I'm not a selfie guy at all. And it, it, was, it was just interesting on how... He is the everyday guy, mm-hmm. and I think that's how he sells himself. I mean, mm-hmm. and, he, and he talks, he, he, he had a very valid point. One of his key points is, guys, girls, everybody that's out there. Today, Hollywood people are no longer celebrities. The real celebrities are being made online every single day. When something goes viral, right. somebody becomes instantaneously famous. Hollywood, you're working for years to get the big money, and that's then right. you become, and he says, anybody can be famous. You just got to go viral. Right. Well. That's easier said than done. Sure. But it is a fact that we don't have to be an actor or an actress to go to become Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Social, social and, and digital marketing has done that, has done it for him. And just think, he's, he has 800 employees. Do you know five Facebook people follow him in every event that he has? Really? Five. And I got to meet those five people. And I got to tell you, I learned so much from the Facebook people who set up a booth at age in 2021. So they follow him around to all of his conferences? Yes. Every, everywhere he goes. What are they doing? Teaching the power of Facebook. Gotcha. They know his brand and he loves social and digital marketing mm-hmm. that Facebook makes money everywhere he speaks because mm-hmm. those are the people that are using that platform. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. And, and the educational piece is what we don't always realize about Facebook is all these tools you guys got to see or at least talk to my marketing team a little bit mm-hmm. who just went through mm-hmm. right the blueprint facebook blueprint is a free tool to educate you and help you become a better marketer on facebook guys you need to remember that you need to type in www.facebookblueprint.com and then facebook <clears throat> iq and facebook iq.com oh. i think based on our conversations this morning i would probably go through the facebook blueprint first but, you know, take some time, get in there, learn it. I, I know I'm going to have to. Get in there and learn it. And, and if you'll do that, it'll help you with your Facebook advertising. And with that said, that's a beautiful segue into a comment that Chris and, and the three of us have discussed a couple times over the last few days. Facebook advertising is where it's at. It is. 
in the social media platform for insurance agents. For an ROI today, right. Facebook is where it's at. Yeah. Um, so the problem with that is you can't utilize that to, to your fullest advantage if you don't understand how to damn use it. Right? I mean, that's a, that's a problem. So you're going to have to get in there and you're going to have to learn it. Now, um, you know, we've talked a lot about branding. I think I do need to tell the story before the end of this podcast about us getting into it a little bit yesterday. So let me give you guys some context. We got into talking about branding yesterday. Bradley was sweating profusely because I think he thought I was going to turn the table over and walk out. But as I said earlier, when I came here, I came here with an open mind. And sometimes in life, when you've been doing something so long and it's your baby and you hear things that you probably know are true, but you don't want to hear them, that's kind of where I was yesterday. Um, but you were passionate about where you stood. I was. I was. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have been branding the theinsuranceguyonline.com since 2010 because when I started in the insurance, the agency that I own with Nationwide Insurance, I was a one-man show. I was by myself. So I truly was the theinsuranceguyonline.com. Well, I never moved away from that. I've, I've always branded that web address and, and just, you know, branded myself. And the bottom line is this, without getting into too much detail, I, I was really wanting to throw a tantrum about like a four-year-old yesterday, and I, I held off from doing that. But uh, Chris and his business partner and consultant, who we need to talk about for a minute on this podcast. She's our, actually our agency coach in process and procedures. I'm not yes. a business partner, but that's okay. Uh, and she, her name is Kelly, but we got to talking about branding and branding my insuranceguyonline.com. And they said, you know, Scott, if you're going to be a $100 million agency one day, you're going to have to move away from this insurance guy online stuff and start branding more of the community, your employees, the agency, what you stand for, all of those things need to be branded instead of just yourself and the, the web address. And In was, addition to yourself. Exactly, exactly. And so a little bit of a contentious uh, going back and forth for a while, but like I said, I have a lot of self-awareness, and eventually they got through my very thick skull, and, and I agree with what y'all said. I really do. I, I agree with everything you said. Let's talk for just a moment about Kelly and kind of what she does. I think, you know, she took her time away from what she was doing to come meet with us yesterday. All day. I think we need to do that. Yeah. So, Chris, can you lead the charge on that? Sure. Yeah. Kelly started Agency Performance Partners, I want to say maybe three and a half, four years ago. And I will say uh, when we hired her, we hired her as a process and procedures and sales coach. Right. So, and the interesting thing is we also uh, did a real deep dive into the agency. And it's funny, one of the, the things, as as you say you're pig-headed, I'm pig-headed too, right? <laughs> so a lot of successful people are pig-headed. Right. Okay. We're, but we also have to realize when we're wrong, we're wrong. We Absolutely. admit it and we move on and we fix things. But um, I wanted... I forget what it was. It's been four years, I believe. But I wanted to really touch upon sales, and um, and I'm giving an example. But and she, after a deep dive, she says, "No, we need to touch upon process first. I'm sorry, procedures first. Review the process. Back to procedures, and then we're going to talk about sales." And I'm like, "No." And after an hour conversation, it was very heated. She was right because I look back now and say she was absolutely right. Right. And, uh, Sometimes we get caught up. We we mm-hmm. think as agency owners, and, and if we're 
uh, monitoring what we're doing. It's kind of like a, a sales guy, right? When, when somebody comes out and watches a sales guy, you can see what you're doing wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. So she figured out what I was doing wrong. We, we changed things, we fixed things, we reevaluated, changed again, and that's why we have the process and procedures today. That's why we call every single client to do an account review every single year. Mm -hmm. And remember, we talked about, you said, hey, I almost get it to everybody. Well, almost getting to everybody is good, but it's, it's you, you have a higher standard. You can't be half pregnant. And I know after spending a day and a half with you guys, you don't want to be... Uh, and I don't say this lightly, you want to be good or you want to be great. I know that both of you guys are leaving here. You guys don't want to be good. Right. You want to be the best. Right. Second place is the first place loser. That's I don't right. Say, yep. I don't, I, you know, Larry yep. Bird says it and sometimes it, it sounds mm -hmm. cocky, but it's not. I want to be, and you guys want to be the best you can be. Mm -hmm. and, and what ends up happening is you have to allow people like Kelly. There's other great agency mm -hmm. uh, consultants out there too. It all depends on what you're looking for. Roger right. Sickens, another great agency <laughs> consultant, but Depends on what you want, you right. know, how in-depth you want. Kelly's worked great for us because she spends two full days inside of her agency every month. She does four conference calls with the agency every month. And you can see that she helps me track all my numbers and, mm -hmm. and deal with all of the detailed reports. Mm -hmm. So in some senses, the micromanaging aspect so that I can have a full understanding of where where my uh, – where my agency's going. You know what I asked her yesterday? I looked at her. She was sitting where I am right now. I was sitting there, and I looked at her. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, you and uh, Chris have known each other for about 400 years. I said, was this agency your guinea pig for this this consulting business? And yeah. and, and she 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 kind of laughed, and that's when she told me you guys went to, high, I guess, high school or college together? No, no. no, no I thought she said no, you were up together. together. No, well, she, we're town, one town over. Right. So, right. you know... We, not as though we're from Stafford. She's right. from somewhat of a mill city. Right. We're, we're, right. we're old school, like town, town, right. you know, right. a lot right. of woods, drastically different. No, we, we had been working together for um, for years together. So in the interesting thing, she helped me get into her, her high school, and I was teaching marketing, helping tough kids, yeah. um, helping them understand brand right. and things of that sort. So we had really built a, a pretty good relationship. But at the same time, you can see... Uh, when we disagree, we're brother and sister. Right. We can yeah. go hard, just as as kind of like how you yeah. went, Adam. Right. 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 She, she she was not she's not backing down. No. And no. the great thing about it is she just kind of smiled. You, you know, had your really. passion and your ideas. She had hers. And at the end of the day, I think she she had opened your mind to mm -hmm. looking at things just a little differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was very impressed with her knowledge. I was impressed with the way she communicated, and I was impressed with her knowledge of the insurance industry in general. Um, you can tell this was not her first radio. She's no. been doing this for quite a while. I'll tell you what what she does here kind of struck me in a way. I have a friend, Brent McClure with McClure Consulting. He is essentially a CFO for hire. So if those small to medium sized businesses that need a corporate level CFO but right. can't afford it, he he does the same thing for many different offices. She kind of mm -hmm. struck me a little bit as as far as her role is a sales manager. In a way, mm -hmm. for her office mm -hmm. manager. Yeah. So she, is. she and, and I and I said that to her, and she said that's that's really exactly what I do is I'll come into offices and everybody sort of reports to me. So. And the interesting thing about it that I will say is, some people say, well, you know, it's heated, it's it's passion. If if somebody doesn't fight for their job, mm -hmm. did they really want that job? Mm -hmm. and, right. and I got to tell you, the, the fight is on all the time because 
as much as I am a guy who is extremely competitive, she's just as competitive, and that's why there's there's war sometimes. I right. mean, I you know, I mean, when I tell you I fight with my wife, I will definitely fight with Kelly way more than I fight with my wife. Absolutely, and and, and it's made the agency better. Right, it's it's, it's opened my eyes. I think I think to close, if there's one thing I, I also that I've noticed that I, I really need to work on implementing in my office is, you know, Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots says, do your job. There's a banner hanging in the locker room. Do your job. And there is a complete and total delineation here between sales and service. Oh, absolutely. And if you sell insurance, don't don't be doing any service work. And I think that goes back to the job description. It does. I, I would agree. And, and, yeah. and so um, from a process standpoint, I think, I know from my agency, we have – a lot of blend over where somebody who's supposed to be doing insurance spends 30 or 40% of their time doing service work instead of selling and vice versa. Well, not not as much vice versa. But um, I think having that complete Mendoza line of you are not, don't pick up that phone and do any service work, um, I think that's good. And I think that's something I would tell you, and when you guys leave, if you think of one thing, is a quarterback alignment Absolutely not. Alignment is never a quarterback, right? Absolutely not. And, and, Everybody's and got that's the mentality I take with the agency. Alignment is alignment. So a quarterback is a quarterback, <laughs> that's right? so good. They, they, can't, they can't interchange. Right, right. So um, t- tell everybody, go over the 12 principles. Uh, I got them. 12 principles. In, in, say it in the way you said it yesterday. Okay. So what we did yesterday, which would be, um, it's a great exercise, and I do this um, when I speak especially in, in smaller sessions, and I say, hey, uh, and I took on Bradley, and I say, we're going to sell. Caught completely off guard, 1,000% okay. off guard. It was that point in the day that I was in a little bit of a food coma, and I was kind of zoning out anyway, so it picked me right back up, yeah. but he just destroyed me. The point is it was competition, and I don't want to come in second place, but really the point being is is where and why are you different than your competition? Mm-hmm. So basically – Bradley and I were in front of Kelly, and we had to sell Kelly. And I said, in three minutes, sum up why you are better than me. Uh, and the goal is never to put down your competition. Right? I, I believe in that. I, That's I one thing that. I respect the hell out of, Never. Too. There's no reason to put down your competition. You should have a good enough plan and a good enough strategy and good enough reasons why you're better mm-hmm. than me that you can explain it. And, and, then, and then we went at it, right? Which, you know, really what I attacked was really our 12 promises. Here are our 12 promises, and I'm happy to give you guys a link to this. So if you want to put a link. Absolutely. The very first promise was uh, we work for you. You're our boss. Our main goal is to make your insurance life easy, right? So one of the first steps on how we talk about that is, is hey, Kelly, just so you know, uh, we are in senses open 24 hours, seven days a week because we have an agency app. That agency app really, Kelly, is going to allow you to pay your bills on your time right? Because a lot of people are busy today. Insurance is never fun. We want to try to make it as easy as possible, right? So we, we, we hit them with the app. We also usually hit people's, hey, we're an independent insurance agent. Being independent means something different to a lot of different people. What it means is we represent many different carriers. It is something that is not said enough. Just like the other step, one of my second steps was you're going to deal with a licensed insurance professional. You're not going to deal uh, with just any license, they are licensed, trained to be able to educate you and go over the options and choices. Mm-hmm. You're a licensed agent. I think sometimes we fail to educate the public on, we are a professional. When you go to a right. doctor, right, and it was funny, I went to a doctor recently, 
uh, and the doctor says, uh, he was 73 years old, and he says to my father, and they want to call me a provider now. They want to change my name. For it. He looked me in the eyes, and I won't say what swear he said, but he says, I earned being a doctor. Right. I am a doctor. And that saying says so much more. A provider or a doctor, who do you want to go to? Right. I'm going to a doctor. I'm not going to no provider. Yeah. Bump the provider. Provider doesn't say anything. A licensed insurance professional. So we really got into it, and I just wanted to take three minutes to be able to hone in to Kelly on why she should do business with our agency. You know, and, and I, I do bring out one of the main things. We are going to be actively involved in into the community, whether it's a flag day barbecue and celebration that we want you to come and celebrate with us and giving thanks for our flag, what it stands for, and, and our veterans, classic car collectors. Um, and we really just hone into why we are different. If there's one thing that each and every one of us agents have to do is tell our story on why we're different than our competition. Absolutely. And we all have a different story, right? Absolutely. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, guys, I think uh, we've covered a lot of ground here. You know, Bradley, before we go, I want to say this. I think I want to go back and try to process. I jokingly always talk about how everybody I know seems to want to process things while I just spit off my mouth when I say things. But I want to go back and process. <laughs> I want to go back and process and let you process. And maybe you and I have a hour-long podcast together down in Mobile where we kind of talk a little bit more about this trip in depth and give, give and each other. what we've us, implemented and then we can let Chris ooh, listen to it. And Absolutely. what we've implemented and what we've implemented. Guys, stay tuned for that podcast. As um, well as one with Kelly. Exactly. Kelly's going to do a podcast and, and, as well. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly the, 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 the young lady that we met yesterday, we're actually going to be doing a podcast with her in the upcoming weeks as well. And I may very well be uh, joining Chris in Las Vegas uh, to look at an agency management software that I'm very interested in and in possibly purchasing. So uh, that that could be coming up here at the end of the month. But It's going to be in Las Vegas. I believe it's the 26th and 27th. They call it HUG. It's a user group for Hawksoft. Right. I will tell you, a lot of young, aggressive producers, mm-hmm. really hungry people, a lot of knowledge, a lot of learning, a lot of sharing, and an, an awful lot of camaraderie, which I absolutely love. And I think it's going to be a great event. Hope people join what, us. Where's with, it at? Where's it's it in Las Vegas. But I mean, but what what hotel or casino? Do you remember? I don't know. That's okay. but I can get that for you. No, that's okay. We can we can these guys can look that up online. I mean, if they go to Hawksoft, I guarantee you they've got a. It's on called the Orleans Hotel and Casino, forty five hundred West. Tropicana Avenue, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. the Orleans Hotel and Casino. That sounds fancy. Guys, we're going to end the podcast here. I want to say to you, Chris, thank you so much for letting us be here for the last two days. It means a lot. Thank you for being on the and, podcast. And thank you for oh, being absolutely. on the podcast not only once but twice now. Happy to share, guys. Yeah. And, uh, guys, remember this. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out there and sell something for you and your family. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Write good business for the agency that you represent. And come back and see us next time. We love you. Bradley, see you soon, brother. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you on the next episode of the Insurance Guys Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or 
email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.